The following show contains spoilers for episode 8 of Survivor, Winners at War. Hello again. It's the Merge episode. again. <laughs> hello again. Hello again. Unfortunately, not saying hello again is Jimmer. Uh cannot make it this week may not make it for future weeks Uh, crazy times now complicated ever-changing schedules who knows but we will trudge forth uh because survivor fortunately is still airing every week so i feel like i may not be the best person necessarily to kind of talk about the episode because i feel like i have a very strong bias in the positive feelings i have about the episode yeah I so agree. i feel a little maybe a little different than usual it it may not be appropriate for me to you know place my perspective on everything because i feel on, like it on. will be just, very obvious just let me put my my fred impression on everything about this episode sucked man like 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 tyson was a, was a freaking moron man everything is awful i hate is, this though. show I really do. <laughs> this episode made me want to rethink life. <laughs> well, that was two episodes ago. This episode just made You me also mad. did it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was like coming full circle on the whole experience. So we start the episode at the end of Extinction. We have everybody, you know, putting their eye black on, tightening their bandanas, getting some last minute stretches in. Uh, but we do kind of get the reveal of something we were kind of wondering about, and it's this sort of menu that everybody got to purchase any sort of advantages they wanted, which is kind of like a clumsy way to do it, I guess. But I think it overall makes it makes a lot more sense than them, you know, off camera talking to a producer and being like, hey, I want this thing uh, and allowed for kind of the more dramatic setup in this episode. If you- it also really brought home the the feeling that everyone that got voted out later got kind of screwed <laughs> yeah because they have no fire tokens and it just kind of sucks and it's not cool and it's not fair <laughs> and you did have amber who was able to give her tokens to rob i feel to like i feel like some tokens i feel like some people kind of saw this coming that amber probably didn't have too much of a, a chance and you know that, that advantage did help rob out quite a bit uh just not enough as as we'll we'll talk about later but interesting to see that kind of relationship play out you know which is obvious because they are married so they they must have a lot of trust (laughs) oh yeah but uh the the full breakdown here is that tyson buys an advantage uh nat buys an advantage Rob buys an advantage, but Nat and Rob also get an idol, which they would get to take with them into the game if they won. Uh, I don't remember. It. I'm assuming everybody else who had a token, so like Ethan and Danny, I think they both bought an advantage, but they didn't really put a lot of uh, focus on the two of them. Yeah. But I know that Parvati and Yule weren't able to. Yeah, it was like Amber, Yule, Parvati, and maybe danny but i don't remember no it was just it was just those three that didn't have the advantage yeah okay, that yeah. makes sense yeah. and everyone bought the advantage for the digging portion because they got to choose where the the advantage was and they all chose the digging which is the right choice 
because well, of course because digging because digging is terrible <laughs> yeah and it, it immediately paid off right when mm-hmm. they would get off the net and then they just like pick up their bag <laughs> and then you yeah. see poverty and yule who are just digging and digging and digging and it was so deep it was it was ridiculous i was so mad I was like, "This what a broken advantage!" Yeah, digging is terrible on advantage. Survivor. You never want to dig. Yeah, and that would definitely like weaken their arms for like the That's thing. That's how you the get end. three medevacs in one challenge. <laughs> Classic. Mm. So this, I mean, like I said, maybe my opinions don't matter, but this challenge is very exciting to watch. It yeah, it you. was it was because. It was it was a big fifty fifty race towards the end. <laughs> yeah. They it, it was uh, definitely like telegraphing a lot since the very beginning that uh-huh. it was kind of like Tyson's to lose. Like he started in the lead, and uh, somebody on, on the peanut gallery was like, "Oh man, Tyson isn't playing around, right?" But it, it they're building Tyson up and up and up, and then Rob, you know, gets through the gate first, and then you know he's doing the puzzle or the whatever you want to call it, the maze. The snake first, so he's working on it, and Tyson is actually taking a little bit because I think a few people start to come in, and this is you know going to be the great equalizer here, and it it does turn out to be everyone makes it there, uh, and there you know there's the moment where they're all working through the maze, and then they just play the little clip of like the you, you better, better be ready, be right? Ready. And yeah. at yeah. that point, I like get chills, and I'm like, oh my god, Rob's. <laughs> like about to make this huge comeback he's gonna sweep it sweep through the last part and he's gonna come back into the game and he's just gonna like totally you know beat tyson here i was like expecting that and i've like felt frozen uh god it it was like (laughs) it was like milliseconds difference at the end of the challenge so yeah and you get that they want to be careful raising the the ball up at the end but it's like it's so excruciating how slowly they're going I feel like this challenge, for the sake of the Fantasy Survivor season, it's going to make or break before me or Toon, and Toon came out on top of it, so I feel it puts him Congratulations, in a sir. lot better... <laughs> yeah, you have won the season. ...a lot better position, and you could potentially win you the season, in all honesty. It might. Yeah. And historically, generally, if anyone is at this much of an advantage in in terms of points, it's kind of hard to lose that footing. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. when you have an entire team left. That's, yeah, it's like I have a large sum of points and I am back at having a full team. Uh, also, at risk of jinxing myself, but maybe that'd be an okay shakeup, I feel like I have a pretty like solid group of contenders as well, both in terms of who's being edited in what ways and also in terms of game position. Yeah. So yeah, I feel I, I feel like unless something dramatic happens, mm-hmm. um that challenge probably either way it would have went, it probably would have sealed the season in one way or the other. Uh if if I if Rob came out on top. Yeah, I would have had a chance to take back to t- to take over. Yeah, I do agree with and, that. If if but you since ended Tyson up... won it, I I feel like I'm yeah because it unless something super crazy happens, I'm pretty much 
gonna stay in the position i'm in especially because it's less of you know one person like getting more it's like we're actively kind of taking away from each other right like the point potential from each other and Mm -hmm. if if rob did come back it definitely would have made the fantasy more interesting because in the post merge even if what even though there's less points overall compared to the pre-merge like the points matter more right Mm -hmm. because there are less of them so definitely having that extra person would have given you a shot to kind of rise up uh, and try and meet me. But now that I am earning more and because of that you are earning less, it does, you know, project that I, I would maintain my lead. But mm-hmm. as I said, you know, anything can happen, kind well, of. Okay. <laughs> but... I just feel like I with mean, the specific it's team possible, I have right now, but it, it it's going to take some like dramatic changes in the dynamic of the entire season. Yeah, I do see Denise as someone who is maybe going soon. Just the way that she's kind of been built up as this weird like pseudo threat. But I think I think the way Wendell put it in this episode is best because Wendell. He wasn't saying like, oh, you know, Denise is like a a big power player or Denise is like a a big target or whatever. He was saying, you know, who's playing a winning game right now? And right now, Denise has a pretty flashy resume. Uh, I think he said Denise is the only one of us with a resume (laughs) is what he said, actually. So it's true. With that that perspective, kind of been bottom feeding with that perspective, even if Denise isn't like necessarily high on the threat of you know like overtaking your alliance or whatever you don't want to let denise get to the end so i feel like that's going to be denise's biggest uh kind of block here and i think if denise doesn't win immunity it it seemed like they were leading up to her being voted out tonight yeah yeah and here here comes a segment where uh fred complains about new school survivor always need a complainer um (laughs) kind of what feels like his the the whole strategy of taking out um like the best players and who has like you know playing around people's resumes rather than like who they are Mm -hmm. um is also a big reason why you know as i've mentioned we have the winners that we have that are you know at least somewhat uninteresting is because they are not at least in some cases not the people who are like making the big moves and having you know the big personalities because those people get voted out in new school survivor yeah which is like but fine that, that, that happened in old school survivor strategic. too there were a lot of really um, really boring seasons with old school survivor just because of there weren't many personalities that made sense it, you can't just say this is a like a new trend. It, it's been Fred. The whole so thing. You realize that that tune had you skip all of the boring seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. Uh, you know, Survivor is very much about uh, you know among the other aspects of the game. You know, getting to the end is a big part, and managing your threat level is yeah. a big part about getting to the end. So that's that's what's interesting about these you know the older school type winners is a lot of them won you know not all of them but a lot of them won on seasons that they came back on that's because they were able to be you know bigger characters the first time they were out and that's why they got a chance to play again Uh uh-huh uh but i don't know yeah like 
it's just a lot about managing threat level. <laughs> I guess that's yeah, really yeah, just I the, the way that. to put it. I understand it. that that's like just a part of the game now. But when Wendell says specifically, he's like, oh yeah, this person's playing a quote unquote winning game mm-hmm. and therefore I want them out. It's like, oh cool. So that sounds like <laughs> whoever wins this season is not going to, you know, quote, deserve it. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't matter because Wendell's gone. Here's the thing, Fred, and we didn't watch last season either, but, I mean, last season Tommy played an extremely clean game. He played a a very social game with no advantages, and even though he was this big guy and, you know, everyone pegged him as, hey, like in the preseason, like, hey, it looks like this guy could win, right? He did a great job of playing through the season and creating, you know, powerful relationships and managing his threat level and that's kind of the best example of that so it's kind of like this weird thing where you want to play the game that is as visible as possible so you get the attention of the jury but also as subtle as possible so people don't identify that you're you know appealing to the jury right so when you say playing the best game it's kind of like a, a double meaning there because really if Wendell is saying, oh, Denise is playing the best game right now, it, it it's not true because if she was, then no, she wouldn't be on anybody's radar. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's kind of a I long-winded agree. way to say it, but like yeah, the best yeah. game is, uh, you know, appealing to the jury, but also not having people realize well, yeah, that yeah, you no, are I, I get the, the argument you're making is essentially that the best game is the one that wins period because they won yeah which i agree is the way that things are but i think that's also really lame <laughs> uh just because like it, it doesn't it's less fun to watch reward... on tv <laughs> it's less fun to watch and it feels like it doesn't reward like Big the moves. right players in my opinion <laughs> right and yeah it, i don't know it's it, it's it going feels... back it's going back to it's like are you is it survivor or is it you know the the game russell hans wants to play and that's kind of like a, a fundamental question but you know we've been talking for the past two weeks about you know what what's it like to to have a season with all of the big characters gone and just the the new people mm-hmm and like I said, my opinion is biased, but I, I, I thought this episode was kind of fun. I it, it felt really refreshing to I'm have scared. to have this newer group here. Because it felt less like, okay, you know, here's you know, all the familiar faces and everything. It's heroes versus villains two or whatever. And now it's like, okay, this like is starting to feel like a fresh season with its own identity. That's how I felt. Yeah. It it feels less uh less corporate you know what i'm saying <laughs> they, they, they don't have the they don't have the representatives out showing you what survivors about they're having you like see like th- they're not having them tell you what survivors about they're just showing you with these with these more fresh perspectives they're showing you, know, you what you know survivors. those you know those cbs execs who like yeah. when they were calling up jeff for like how's the season going jeff uh he's like well uh, <laughs> well all the fan favorites are gone <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. sandra like, quit <laughs> yeah rob didn't come back oh 
<laughs> we got oh, Tyson oh. though. <laughs> yeah, but guys, but guys, te- technically, you know, Robin Parvati aren't out. There's still a chance <laughs> they get in, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh well, you know what Jeff was doing. He's like, but you know, that's why we have the Age of Extinction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so where were we? We were talking about something. After the the edge challenge, Tyson <laughs> yeah. gets back in. We went off the and rails. <laughs> and we go to the merch tribe, and they're just hanging out. They're just vibing. Okay, before, before, schoolers. before we get, talk about this, I just want to point out something that I think is really <laughs> funny. Right before the challenge, Jeff's doing little interviews with all the people who are voted out. It's like, oh, you know, what, what does it mean to be on the edge or whatever? He gets to Tyson. It's like, Tyson you know, you normally are so, you know, funny and humorous all the time. You know, what's that about? And it's like, the dramatic music comes in. Tyson's like, well, Jeff, sometimes I just, you know, you need to use it to cope or, or whatever, right? It's just this very, it's like, I have, my daughter's at home. It's just like, how, how silly this is. Is the $2 million <laughs> even worth it? <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah. um, it's like all right how can we make this look as perfect as possible and like as you know <laughs> sympathetic and relatable <laughs> uh, yeah and then he goes to rob and then he's like <laughs> isn't it kind of romantic <laughs> and rob's like fuck you <laughs> it sucks. And yeah rob sucks. rob on the jury this episode just no light in his eyes <laughs> he's yeah <dead>. yeah <laughs> I really that, wish they that, would let Rob and Sandra go back in the in the It'd be really nice if Sandra was up there. And it, hey, Sandra, yeah. you want to go see Tribal? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Fred, uh, you you were talking about like some pizzazz or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first, there's just the, those two little interviews, like back to back, right before the challenge. Was like, okay, so it's between the two of them. It was very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but alas, after um, Tyson unfortunately uh, got back into the game. Valid perspective. We're at... Valid perspective. <laughs> we're all very we're at valid. the feast. We're, we're just vibing. Uh, and then Denise goes on her whole uh, <laughs> explanation of deleting Sandra from the game. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, people like Sophie and... Uh, when they'll all kind of like th- their ears perk up and they're like, oh, interesting. The Kingslayer! <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, look, look at all us n- new players. It's only new players. All the old school players are out. And Tyson just kind of awkwardly to the uh-huh, side. Yeah. like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, man, those old schoolers <laughs> totally suck. <laughs> just like when Ben's, you know, to Jeremy and Tony's like, all right, you know, you and me, like with the big threats, we got to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, meanwhile, isn't isn't Natalie you know newer than most of these newcomers? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So N- Natalie and Tyson are in opposite positions because <laughs> Natalie's the only new schooler. Then again, I, I I guess they're probably also taking into account Natalie's amazing race prestige. Uh, something like that. Uh, but it, it, you know, <laughs> Ty- Tyson, you know, I I won in the late twenties, just like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a new winner, guys. <laughs> That's does. right, new new winner. We do, yeah. I mean, it's like, of course, by virtue, you know, we got rid of all of the pre twenty people, you know, part or you know, aside from Tyson, kind of. Uh, it's interesting just being like, okay, we have people from the twenties and people from the thirties, 
and like it's, i guess that's very plain and obvious but it's just like kind of cool to think about i guess uh i haven't looked at the numbers exactly but it's just kind of funny now how like close in seasons all of these people are because like sophie 123 and uh kim 124 and denise 125 and then you skip uh cochran and then there's tyson at 27 uh and tony at 28 uh, and then you have the 30s 31 32 33 34 35 and 36 (laughs) (laughs) so everyone you know relatively close in one way or another but god do we have the friggin survivor encyclopedia in here jesus (laughs) (laughs) yes yes you do it's interesting to see how everyone starts to kind of group into alliances because i've been doing a lot of thinking over the past week about you know who's gonna work with who and what you know what group is gonna form and everything and some of what i imagined kind of came together uh what was absent was we didn't really hear from tony and sarah at all and i thought we were totally gonna like see them reunite yeah, next episode but I, yeah. there's, there's time I mean, the, merge episode i mean they, they, they had right? to they had to focus on our big misdirection campaign where we had like eight potential targets <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was pretty good but let's 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 talk that immunity challenge before we get into the 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 talk and deceit yeah that immunity challenge it's dangerous as hell yeah i think we all can kind of agree that maybe this wasn't the best you know time to run the challenge uh, in the rain i guess it makes it more you know challenging and and dramatic but poor michelle (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I thought i really thought she broke her leg like Like, those poles are like what 10 15 feet tall (laughs) at, at least yeah and she fell like from the top on her legs <laughs> yeah and then you think yeah. about sophie before the challenge she was literally shaking mm-hmm. and like yeah. crying and you're like i mean okay, like baby like I, I live in a very cold climate and i do sailing in the summer and summer still not warm it's like you know eight degrees in the warm day and it it's also the most precipitous part of like north america where i live mm-hmm. so uh, it's celsius so it, by the way, for the listeners, <laughs> so 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 it's it, it's it's not you know freezing, but it's not warm either. And then you know you got those cold North Atlantic winds. You got the rain coming down, and you get you get like you you just can't do anything when you get that cold. Like you just stiffen yeah. up, and just having to do like a challenge like that that required you to like constantly engage every muscle in your body yeah (laughs) engage all your muscles it's not happening like your body's focused on like getting whatever heat it can out but if you're just you know gripping a pole your body can't do that yeah this this challenge has been around for a long time and i i feel like it's always fun to watch i you know like i said i do wish that they would maybe put something down to make it safer like I guess net. like they have the sand, you know, which I guess yeah. it would be helpful. But even if they like did on the water or something, but I guess that like is also Man, more but, dangerous. But, like, but... <laughs> sand, sand when it gets all packed is basically concrete anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh... I much prefer this challenge over like them holding something though, because when they're just holding, you know, an item and trying to balance it or whatever, it's it's not as exciting as like they are in the air 
gripping on for their life, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. scared. <laughs> in, in the case of that fall, though, like, if you fall from up there, the best option is to go for your legs. Like, your your other options, what, your, your tailbone? That breaks really easily. Your back? Yeah. Ooh. Like... <laughs> Yeah, th- I mean, thankfully yeah. it, it it turned out she was okay. But I think yeah. I was reading on Twitter or something that you know she was she was like there for a good five minutes, not because she broke anything, just because it really hurt. And mm-hmm. when when Adam eventually drops out, we get this like kind of goofy scene of him trying to like carry her, carry but her. he's too short to do that, <laughs> so it just looks kind of <laughs> yeah. awkward. But so her arm like rests on him, but she's just kind of walking. Yeah, on on Twitter, you know, she was very thankful about him being supportive. Yeah, um, it was still, like, a, a nice thing to do. It was just, it looked kind of silly. But it, it was also funny for Adam to go from, ha ha ha, you fools! <laughs> like, I have survived worse <laughs> weather than this! Uh, what are you thinking? I'm scared! Have you forgotten what Survivor is? And then cut to, ah! <laughs> I'm scared! <laughs> but you, know, I, you, can't, you can't blame a guy for being afraid of, you know, a little bit of height. For good reason, right? As we saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Lorraine, uh, shout out to all the new schoolers who are a bunch of big old babies. <laughs> you, you think you think the, the strong old schoolers would have been like, oh no, all this rain. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, <laughs> so before... I, so I the- think your perspective on that is... <laughs> incorrect that yeah i mean that kind of <laughs> sucks for anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so they before the challenge I, we keep kind of like going back and forth before the challenge you know they were really building up to denise being the potential boot here so you know right before we cut it right to the challenge i'm like all right so denise wins the challenge right <laughs> yeah you did call that very hard and, and like, oh, it, haha, we that- go through it 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 comes down to Denise and Sophie and Kim are the women who are left over because in the challenge there are there's a male winner and a female winner. Uh, the overall winner gets a fire token, uh, but it you know no, it comes down to two people tokens. on my team and then one person on Jimmer's team. So I feel like my chances were pretty good, and they did a good job of kind of going between Denise and Kim towards the end. Uh, Denise did win it out. This is this is like totally Denise's challenge, right? She she's small and yeah. strong. So it's kind of like in, in the bag. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where whenever they make something like that so obvious, it feels like it can't happen, you know? And then it does, and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, at this, at this point, it's like the first names that they throw out at the beginning of the episode, off the table. The first name that yeah, comes up after the challenge, off the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just makes it really predictable to watch. But... Yeah, and I'd hope that they would like kind of play into that. And I feel like they they it, I feel like it's one of those things where it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, know, they, where... they do play into it sometimes, but generally in the edits when it, that happens, it is because they really aren't throwing out anybody else. It's yeah. just like this person was destined to die here. See, but it's yeah, it's it's like there's no wiggle room on that Josh. when you're like going through the editing process because it's like. You either do it this way and throw off all suspicion to them, or you do it this way and it's like super obviously them. 
No, man, you got, you got to roll a D20 before uh, every episode. Because it's like, they, yeah, they you want gotta, to... You got to figure out who you want to edit in first. They, they want to explain, you know, who, why the person is going home, but they don't want to make it so it's not, you know, like a surprising reveal. But they also, you know, don't want to just be boring. So it's it's like a hard mix up. I just wish they didn't make it the same every time. You know, yeah. like maybe you have it come down to two people and like you bring up two names at the beginning of the episode and then you bring up two names at, you know, right after. And it's like, all right, so everyone's talking about this or this. But I guess that also depends on, you know, the current strategy in the game. I mean, I mean, they kind of did that this episode. They were like, uh, Nick and Wendell. It's Nick and Wendell. Yeah, it's I Nick feel like and or Wendell. I feel like this episode, like... compared to most of the pre-merge episodes, did a good job of you know following the real-time strategy that was going yeah. on on the island. Because it's like, okay, looks like the consensus is Denise. Oh, Denise wins immunity. What do we do now? This, this, yes, no, jumping back and forward. Blah, blah, blah. Right. It, it it makes more sense in the context versus you know here's Parvati who is clearly on the outs of her tribe. Let's you know make wendell look bad i guess you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no this episode did a really good job of like actually making the vote like really surprising mm-hmm. because we had you know the first two names which were nick and wendell and then it became adam, adam and wendell and then uh jeremy got word that like when it was like almost 100% Wendell mm-hmm. and he went around and started doing stuff and so we have like all of these moving parts around this one vote and everyone feels like their side is the one because Jeremy's going to feel really confident because he's been you know doing all of this management yeah. and then we saw Sophie telling you know Adam very confidently that he's totally fine even though I felt like he was not fine. And I was like very much understood Adam's position. Um, but, you know, Sophie was right. It, it was not Adam. <laughs> um, and, you know, Jeremy gets blindsided in the process. But like going into it, it was really up in the air. Mm-hmm. It was actually like really but fun it, to it, watch yeah it made it because it made sense like on a linear scale it wasn't just like throwing decoys at us necessarily it felt like you know this was a representation of what was like actually happening because yeah. it, the original one before wendell was nick right everyone's talking about wanting to get nick out because you know and we get this hilarious montage of you know people having conversations and then oh. nick you know wanders into frame <laughs> <laughs> And we have, like, five of these in a row, and it's really funny. Hey, how's it going? And then, you know, we, we even get the the little bit where I think it's Ben and Jeremy talking, and then Nick does the same thing, where he kind of, like, wiggles his way into <laughs> their conversation. But yeah. uh, one part that I really liked about the episode and, like, all the strategy talk here is, if, if I'm, you know, reading this off the timeline right, uh, is when Ben and, and Jeremy are talking about the target shifting to wendell and ben is like trying to think about how he wants to say it because he knows he knows jeremy's gonna have a bad reaction and then he's like all right right, you know what i'm just gonna say wendell's the target (laughs) and then jeremy's like oh my god and he's like looking all over the place and ben's like i know i know i know (laughs) and it's it's just like it was you know kind of exactly like what you would expect and it's like what's ben gonna do like all right jeremy like 
it seems like things are you know kind of turning it, uh, you know it's just fu- funny <laughs> yeah but i feel <laughs> that's also like a pretty good representation of ben as a player he like knows what he's supposed to do <laughs> and he like tries to think of a way to you know let people know uh uh you know either not let, give people info <laughs> all rob or let them down you know nicely and then he just gives up <laughs> it's it's too hard for his brain and he's just like oh whatever it's like you know what anything i say isn't gonna matter because jeremy's gonna react the same way no matter what <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like jumping around jumping around and sophie's like i don't know so sophie you know of course i feel like was very impressive in this episode she's like you know what i don't really want to get nick out i want to get wendell out because he's more connected and she was it was and you know we can't see everyone's perspective of course but she was like are like are you are you sure like you don't see the connection between wendell and jeremy they're like best friends <laughs> and it mm-hmm. like shows the scene of them poking at each other and like you would read up all of the stuff preseason about uh jeremy and wendell hanging out all the time and you know you can't expect everyone to be you know super well read into it but you know wendell has talked a lot you know over his time about really looking up to jeremy and appreciating the way he played the game and him as a person and everything so it's like uh, the connection i feel like was kind of telegraphed but sophie wasn't even there uh before the season right because they get sequestered before they start and they were broken up by gender so like sophie didn't even see them messing around with each other in ponderosa she was just able to identify from the merge that they were already like you know close with each other i think she was talking to adam it's like you think adam would be able to pick up on that <laughs> mm-hmm. but yes yeah, so sophie you know makes the read and it's like all right wendell is much more dangerous than nick right now so I, I don't even know how she manages to like mobilize this vote because the the edit kind of made it seem like it was her and adam right <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, everyone is like turning their vote around and in the end you know even jeremy votes out wendell what a, what a jerk which is certainly like the better move for him but sophie was able to kind of plant this idea and, and you know maybe i should have you know gone and rewatched it but everyone was just like switching to wendell everyone except wendell and nick and michelle yeah jeremy. i i don't know because we never really saw jeremy especially like switch i feel like the last thing we saw was him trying to do everything he could to get it to adam yeah yeah he wanted to be boyfriends with wendell (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it was very clear too that jeremy you know was was trying to do everything for the benefit of his game right keeping wendell around only you know out of the big threats alliance that he's trying to be part of like wendell only benefits him uh and so it makes sense that like the Tony and the Ben and everyone would would want to kind of go against Wendell because even though he might work with them, it's not like a long term alliance there as long as Jeremy's around. Yeah, and the the whole argument um for keeping Wendell was to keep threats around, which <laughs> kind of surprised me that Tony and Ben went against it because I feel like they were the biggest advocates for here's that here's the thing if if you get out if you if you vote out wendell now jeremy has less options because if you have 
Wendell and Jeremy together as a duo, then, yeah. you know, Jeremy's plan is, yes, to keep big threats around, but part of that strategy is to eventually get rid of them. <laughs> so Yeah, and then he would keep Wendell. Yeah, and no if he what. has Wendell, then he has that connection to Nick and to uh, Michelle and then whoever else, you know, ends up there. Uh, if you yeah. cut off Jeremy from the smaller people, now you Jeremy has nothing nowhere else he can go now jeremy has to work with the big threats and now if they want to you know they can turn on jeremy before he becomes too too threatening yeah i think i I think that i think that also makes sense as to why he would vote for wendell because if you know he has a conversation and realizes oh it's still wendell yeah i probably shouldn't (laughs) isolate myself from all of these people that i've been like you know working with and it was very interesting uh, especially denise yeah it was interesting because like the the vote wasn't between the two alliances really because they're still kind of being formed it wasn't like wendell and tony it was wendell and adam so like if jeremy voted for adam like he wouldn't really be annoying anybody per se but it's like it's much more intelligent to vote the way you know everyone's voting yeah but yeah it, it does seem like this alliance of you know like the alpha males right as sophie identified of, of toast toasty <laughs> tony <laughs> and tyson and and jeremy and ben uh you know right now seems like it's in a pretty big spot but that's in that you know that's four people and there are 11 in the game <laughs> so it's lots of ways this can, can, go. can i get a t- can I get a toasty Vlaco sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, my favorite. <laughs> uh, do you have enough fire tokens? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I don't have enough That'll flame be, uh, pogs two now. fire tokens, actually. No, the one flame pog. Oh. Mm. So going forward, it's like you have these, you know, the, like this this big dude alliance, which in terms of like entertainment, right, seems fun. It's a good group of characters, but they just don't seem like they're in the best position. Uh but it's hard to really say who is <laughs> like, I want to say yeah, Sophie thing, because, because Sophie, like... you know, identified a threat and then took him out. But, you know, she could always, always be targeted. But I just feel like before someone targets Sophie, like they're going to want to target Denise. There you go. Being yeah. biased again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. And then my Frederick. bias in that despite losing Wendell, I feel like, Nobody really wants Jeremy out, especially now. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he and Denise are a very, you know, strong duo that no one really sees. Yep. Um, and so I see you. Even if Denise has like a target on her from, um, you know, getting out Sandra, obviously, it seems like those two could still do a lot. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now, Especially... now that we have a a bunch of new school people, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to kind of do this, you know, voting block, trust cluster type of gameplay, <laughs> where it's like you, you work with, you know, you work in small groups, and sometimes those small groups to come together and vote other people out. Yeah, you know I, I can definitely see that happening. Because... Did you just use the f***ing word 
trust cluster? Yeah. Yeah. Trust <laughs> clusters. It's the term. It's the scientific term. I, I, no, I, I'm fully aware that it is a term, and I thought it um, was cringy ish yeah, the I, minute I, it I, came I, up. I see that. You think it's so, you think it's worse than voting block? No, uh, no, I, 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 or yes, I do think it's worse than voting block. Voting block is like an actual thing in politics, okay? Uh, whatever. Uh, it, it, this, voting block sounds like politics? it's trying to be cooler than it is. Yeah, trust clusters is. Like they're both. They're both kind of corny names. So. It's... <laughs> yeah, but trust cluster at least like, you know, leans into it, and comes from a very you know, silly person that I adore. Um, instead of voting block, which is, uh, dumb and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but all, all right, so Fred, you are now on Survivor. What it, what what do you call your alliance, not alliance? Trust cluster. No, no, but you gotta you gotta invent your own name. You know, Jeff says, you know, this, this isn't really like the voting blocks or trust cluster we've seen in the past. What would oh. you call this, Fred? A collective. How about G- a friend formation? <laughs> <laughs> but that goes hey. against, you know, the spirit of the voting block slash trust cluster where we're not friends, we're just voting together. Oh, true. Um, <laughs> how about a ally assembly? Or a... Te- or, or they, they would Wait, you're be- allied? You're allied? Huh? Huh? <laughs> okay, so talk, talking. Partici- no, no, no. They've been participating in some temporary teamwork. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. So, you know, looking at these kind of like fun in house titles, you know, Edge of Extinction, we had Pilots and Passengers, right? Pack Platoon. And this season, we have something <laughs> similar that's kind of, you know, kind of manifested by Tony and has grown a bit is the lion and hyena. And that came up again in this episode. No, the metaphor, yeah. Which yeah, yeah. is, which if you kind of like think about it, you know, is different than like a pilot and a passenger because it's less about like leading the game and, you know, going along for the ride. And now it's about like, okay, are you like Food chain. an active, you know, person out there? Because it was funny because Tony and Ben, when, when they were talking about, were very delicate about how they were talking about the hyenas, right? They were like, uh, you know, they're lower, lower profile. <laughs> Uh, quieter players is the way they put it. You know, not worse or less than or whatever. Just you know, it just it. You see it. You see it when you watch TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of an interesting split too. Uh, of course, it, it. You know, we have more of the the hyenas in the game right now. Hmm. So you know who is in a very safe position right now, according to the edit. Uh, let me... freaking Tyson! It oh. looks like. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see him oh, yeah. whatsoever that whole episode. Yeah, Tyson after he came got back, back in the game. Tyson came back. And he's like, if if I was one of these these losers, I'd I'd vote me out right away. And then he and goes then he up. Didn't say a single word. Yeah, and then he goes up and he's like, "All right, guys, what's the strategy?" And then they tell him the strategy. And no one at all <laughs> is guys. ever like, "Hey, why don't we just get rid of Tyson?" <laughs> <laughs> But guys, we we already know that Tyson makes it to the family visit because they, his entire edit has been surrounding his his love for his for his oh, children. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's definitely like what I've I identified as as well. Right? Is I think that almost he's reminded me of Ron Clark a lot, where Eric and Ron Ron in not Ron Ron but Ron uh, in like the merge episode 
or the episode after the merge episode, they were like, all right, guys, we got to get to the family visit. Like, oh, we're so close to the family visit. We got to stay together in the family visit. Uh, <laughs> Except Eric... they kind of, uh, um, Ron kind of used it as a like in-game sort of like. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you mechanism. know, it was a it was a way to persuade everybody to stay together. Yeah. But, you know, they were both talking about the family visit. Like, it was very active of what they were. Uh, Eric gets voted out that episode, but then we go forward a little bit and we get to the family visit and Ron wins it and then he gets voted out that episode. So I feel like because we have Tyson and we are constantly reminded of his family, even though he could easily just be a comic relief character, we, we are getting this, you know, interesting, emotional, deep side from Tyson that it, it is certainly relevant. And I, I don't think it necessarily just means, oh, you know, they're making him look good for when he wins. But I, I do feel like I see Tyson going home on the family visit episode in, you know, a very poetic way. <laughs> um, we saw on the menu, on the, on the new menu, is that you can steal someone's place on a reward oh, with fire no. tokens. Yeah. So oh, maybe that is that. leading up to, you know, Tyson out of desperation or, or something you know, getting the family visit and then someone's mad at him and then they vote him out. <laughs> or 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 you know, we get we get a very sad Tyson like, you know, the, the, this whole children thing was, was my idea in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> or or it's like in um in Blood vs. Water. He he was all mad that his He's gonna vote out his own daughter. Out, so then he won. Right? <laughs> so they you know, take his children yeah. away from him. He, he voted out his Jeff, own daughter? Jeff, Jeff's uh, basement, and he's like, well, <laughs> screw this. I'm going to win the season now, and he goes on to win. Yeah, no, no matter what, especially after this episode, you know, Tyson's story for the season is undeniably tied to the family visit. Whether yeah. it spurs on his charge to the finish or he goes home that episode, but... Tyson and family is like a very clear connection when you normally wouldn't really think it would be, but maybe maybe they're just trying to you know do something. There's many sides of Tyson. We have like the the, the kind of asshole uh, from his first season where he just kind of like said weird shit sometimes, and then we have you know the the more lighthearted Tyson from Blood vs. Water who was was who there had for his girlfriend. Side. Yeah. And and here it's like I've matured as a man. I am no longer the the asshole goofball. I am the family man. <laughs> but I'm still a little goofy. Yeah. As much as I dislike seeing Tyson succeed because um he is on a Toon's team, I do find Tyson very entertaining. Yeah, um, I I like Tyson. I just don't like him on Toon's team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like seeing him like I think it's cool to see him come back into the game because I think he's a very good personality to have around as long as he gets to, you know, actually uh, show it instead of getting two seconds of an edit and then that's it. Um, I just really didn't want him to uh, give two more points. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, yeah and then totally. Thing... Screw that guy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, one thing I did want to kind of like go over really quickly is just like where the trust clusters are at okay. um, <laughs> because 
the the one that you know I, I already mentioned that I find the most like interesting is Denise and Jeremy. Yes. But then we also have um Nick, Michelle. Well now it's just Nick and Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Um and we also sort of have like Sophie ben and Sarah. And- which Sophie, I feel like Sarah. got kind of reinforced this episode because they were holding hands right early, early on at some point. So it's kind of like Something reinforcing like the relationship they had. And then in theory, we should also have Sarah who's connected to Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, you know, like I said, is, you know, very unconnected from everybody, but it, especially because Denise was like, Oh, Adam, psh, yeah, I'll vote him out. Uh, yeah. It seemed like he was kind of closest, like, closely connected with sophie in this episode right but i don't think sophie really needs to like work with adam i also Mm -hmm. feel like if sophie reveals to adam like in a casual way like hey by the way i have the idol then you go why didn't you tell me before (laughs) right (laughs) so i feel like if if sophie holds on to it and then plays it he'd be like oh i guess i was just being dumb as opposed to like oh my god i can't believe you made me look like an idiot when you could have just said something like why would i work with you anymore yeah, definitely. That that whole scene was kind of weird. Yeah, but just because I feel like we hadn't like been presented with any like like there's Adam, no Sophie. established relationship there. Yeah, and it seemed but... like they only had each other, but I I think clearly that's not the case. Yeah, of course, of course, especially for Sophie. But it was just very weird how, like, it seemed like Adam went specifically to Sophie to like mm-hmm. get reassurance and then Sophie was very like patient and reassuring of him yeah well, which could you he know, goes, just be yeah he goes to um, Ben and he's like so Ben what's the scoop and he's like I don't I don't know I just yeah, got back from the yeah. confessional why are you talking to me Adam why are you here and I was like oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> poor Adam man as much as we like <laughs> talk trash on him I felt so bad when he you know Ben just completely shut him down. Yeah, so it probably makes sense oh. that you would, you would go to Sophie, who's probably going to be a little more receptive to talking strategy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, Adam's still very much on his own. And now Ben kind of seems on his own. I think Ben has successfully talked his way into the big threat alliance. <laughs> somehow i think honestly i think he's like piggybacking on tony yeah i think the ben and tony connection is really good for both of them Mm, because y'all made fun of me y'all made fun of me because the rest of of my tribe may be gone but the one you made fun of the most ben he's still around because tony you know has has ben now who seems like a, a more close person uh and i don't know it just seems like they can kind of rely on each other and ben is kind of like like that upper target where people are maybe more afraid of him getting an idle run or something and then tony is obviously a big name so it's i feel like they balance each other out in a way and they don't really have mm-hmm. a reason to betray each other versus like yeah. tony and jeremy who i feel like might be an emerging sort of rivalry mm-hmm. but maybe i'm just like with... twitter biased me <laughs> <laughs> and along with ben and Tony, I feel like Tyson also fits into that yep. group pretty solidly. We just haven't seen it like happen. 
Like it, it was definitely was, established. Tyson, it was established very clearly this episode of Tony, Tyson, Ben, and then like also also Jeremy. But right, because at the very beginning, Denise, like you said, and and Kim, from that Decal tribe. Yeah, and so like, that's the whole thing. All these like really small alliance really sets itself up for there being trust coster voting block mm-hmm. situations. I, I, I think it'll be an interesting season because no one has like an extreme reason to like necessarily work with each other. And there's just all these like individuals and groups that can go anyway. But right now, you know, you have Michelle and Nick who are on the outs of the last vote could be boring and they might be the next two uh, could turn around and something else happens. I will say that it seems like Jeremy winning this challenge was entirely unnecessary, you know, in terms of raising his threat level. But I guess it's like, it's strange because if he didn't win, then Nick would have right. And then Nick would have been safe. And I guess Jeremy, you know, would have wanted to vote Nick out. But it, it just seems like yeah. now now that Jeremy has won a challenge, now Jeremy is someone that people will, you know, be afraid of. Because I think Tyson did a good job of managing his threat level because, you know, he just won a, a pretty intense challenge. But now he's here and even Jeff's like, oh, you know, Tyson won this challenge before. And then as as he says that, Tyson like scoots down the pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. I did. So, you know, I, Tyson winning two challenges in a row here, you know, what, like he probably could have, you know, would p- make people be like, okay, like we got to get Tyson out of here or he's just going to keep winning. So that makes me a little curious about Jeremy, but it did get him a lot of points. Uh, for this episode, it's funny because I've been Hell drip, yeah, I've been dripping, drip feeding all these points from you for so long, and now in like the ratio verse of Tony versus Jeremy, you've caught up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, like immediately. So for sure. that's kind of, you know, what the what the trades are like. Is anything can change at any moment. Yeah. So the thing with Jeremy, I don't think winning a challenge is really gonna put that much of a target on him not more than it was already there basically is how i yeah 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 i I would say that like people already were pretty aware that jeremy could like win Mm -hmm. a challenge so him winning a challenge isn't going to be like oh wait a second we have to get him out it's like if he starts winning you know challenge after challenge then Mm -hmm. he's gonna have eyes on him but i think he's pretty much in the same spot Mm -hmm. in, in terms of his threat level that he was before i i do think i agree but it seems like on jeremy's really well connected right now and he suffers a little bit because he lost wendell but he still has denise and kim and he still has you know tony tyson ben so he could go a couple ways but that also could be you know something that works against him and they're like i want to take away from this group and also this group so let's get jeremy out just like Mm -hmm. uh they did with wendell this episode where you know wendell could kind of fit in with two groups so yeah that could definitely happen go to voicemails yeah Yeah. let's go ahead (laughs) uh so this week i have a voicemail from jimmer he could not make it live but uh, i do have a clip to play from him oh yes his his last words before (laughs) um passing on i do not know you know what this is about or what it is but i will now play it for us 
It's Jimmer's complaint of the week! I have never in my life heard a grown man whine and complain as much as you. Let's talk about the merge. So the merge is really a second part of the game that differs a lot from what we start with. We start with tribal alliances where yes, your goal this is, how Survivor works. is to win and to be in a good group environment. Now the merge, it's not necessarily against that, but yes, this is how the Survivor merge works. is a completely different game than what it was at the start of the game, where instead of trying to keep those that would help your game directly through challenges, you'd want to get rid of the people that will hinder your game. <laughs> okay. But that's not what I'm complaining about. My complaint is that the merge happens way too early. Now, I am all for having the merge at around this point, but I think it needs to be, like, split even. I think the perfect merge happens when there's 10 people left in the game. Now, I understand there could be some tribal differences that maybe... that. Two tribes will not be as even. You'll get, like, maybe, like, seven from one tribe and three on the other. But you know what? I'm tired of seeing seasons where <laughs> it's the final 13. Because that's a lot of players just to be thrown into one. Like, I think if you did not make the merge, then something's wrong with you. As opposed to if you do not make the merge, then you would have just uh, been unfortunate set of circumstances where it would be easier to explain than oh i threw the game of survivor and i lost but that's just my opinion i want to know what you guys think uh please validate my opinion tell me i'm smart and uh yeah if you want to donate <laughs> me a flame pog because of my brilliant take all right then, jimmer uh, okay Kevin, so i disagree wrong. with so, a lot of jimmer's points. hold on hold on no 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 <laughs> I think Jimmer is a genius and that this season is terrible and garbage. And I, um, <laughs> I completely agree. Okay. Jimmer is the smartest man alive. Cool. So the first, the first part before <laughs> the complaint, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was, he was reading a textbook. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep. This second, is, this is I do think it, works. I do think it merging early versus early late, you know, is a opinion and that's the point of it. And I think it could be okay. Either way, the, issue with this season specifically is that the tribes were getting so tiny that if we went on for the next few weeks then it you know it would it makes the gameplay much more restrictive yeah, and that's the, kind the of problem the problem doesn't the lie with when we merge it's the problem lies with how the tribes were laid out he also said we we were merging at 13 we did merge at 12 this season and then we got a 13th <laughs> uh no, no, no. no, they they were at eleven. We were at eleven, and then and we got Tyson oh, made really? it twelve. Um, okay. The other thing is counting. that he says, you know, split down the middle, and you know, in terms of players, makes sense. But in terms of episodes, you know, it is different because this season we merged at eight, and the finale is like on fourteen. So you know, we're, we're technically getting less episodes in the merge by one. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is like whatever uh the other thing i like but it, it it is you know it's close but we were definitely at the point where it's like the tribe gameplay starts to get stale and limited in what you yes. can do so bringing everyone together i think is fine and i think this season this episode specifically you know proved that the dynamic of like a merge tribe can be interesting because it wasn't a it wasn't necessarily a unanimous like okay 
let's get Adam out because no one cares about having Adam in their alliance, right? But it also wasn't, okay, here's all of the old Soleil. Here's all of the old Akal. Oh, there goes a Soleil person. Yeah, I, I really personally enjoy large group dynamics and wish we had more of them in the show. Um, If we started, like... 24 players and had 12 player teams i think that would be fun like from the beginning Watch of a australian season. survivor okay <laughs> <laughs> and the, the two other things that i disagree with what he said you know now that i think about it i think jim is a stupid idiot and he's completely wrong um <laughs> um but two specific <laughs> things that uh, he brought up were um that having the merge be later makes the the pre-merge boots seem less like um pathetic i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) um however you know in the case of uh people like parvati who got screwed with the um tribe swap that is just unfortunate circumstance more than like her completely throwing her game you know, like obviously, there's arguments about the specific situation where you know, I. I mean, Parvi had a pass; she couldn't escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she—it was just like, you know, just such a difficult situation being behind on numbers with such a you know small tribe. So, like, I think when the merge happens, doesn't really affect how the pre-merge boots are seen, at least in this uh, season. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that the smaller the merge the more people there are on edge which makes the edge challenge feel really bloated in my opinion think that the number that we had for this edge challenge was like really solid because we knew we had enough time with pretty much everyone we other had, than like we you had know two front runners but we also got to see you know everyone else put good effort in and we also got you know people who could do well like and natalie who caught up pretty fast and (laughs) but it's you know i mean it was like a good number of people to watch and also like in terms of like the balance of the challenge wasn't too crazy yeah and and i not even like specifically the challenge which is being on the edge like Mm -hmm. whenever we get edge content it doesn't feel like there's so many people right yeah this imagine if we had you know three more people there that's a (laughs) lot that we have to check in on yeah this this Um, season and and 38 the the first edge of extinction season you know you it it starts and it's like oh we're building this little community of people of, of rejects right and you get to like form that little identity of that small group but once you get later on there's more people there it's like you know you can check in with like small you know little clusters of one two three people but you never get to see what the group living condition is like necessarily because there's just so many people there yeah so i do agree like as we get more into it it's less you know entertaining i guess to watch Mm -hmm. and especially when we think about the next um edge challenge which will have a ton of people it's nice to have a smaller one that's a a bit more focused. Mhm. I agree. Yeah, I mean for me personally, I find that uh the edges where the cast comes into their own and that's kind of 
while we're a bit fortunate to have like all the newbies this time it's going to give them a chance to shine but i feel like if we waited too long it would just kind of feel like the entire season dragged because it's just so much groupthink in the tribe dy dynamic that gets really broken up when things go to the merge so i always find it more interesting since there's a lot of freedom uh and like you don't want to stand out too much in a tribe, but when things get to a larger melting pot, you have a bit more freedom to navigate. Yeah. So, thanks for the message, Jimmer. Sorry, we hate your so idea. Sorry for roasting yeah, you, but it's all in what fun. I said. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening to the show right now, and you are interested in sending a voicemail in, go ahead. We promise not to be too mean. I hope. <laughs> I'm not responsible we for because, the other people. Because of Jimmer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when he, when he was like, oh, this is the uh, Jimmer complaints, I was like, oh, that sounds like me. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, what if I, <laughs> what if this is my bit? Alright, so maybe I shouldn't ask if you guys want to look at points. Maybe I should just start talking about points. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm just I gonna, guess. I'm gonna zone out while you talk about this, because yeah, I don't want to hear I'm gonna it. like, go play Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as opposed to breaking down everything one by one, I think I'll just say that uh, in interesting was that Jeremy got a fire token alongside his immunity win. Uh, we looked at the rules and went back to like the kind of the original plan, which is you know you get a fire token in the game and you get one point. Uh, the edge of extinction is staying the same, but because you know you're already getting a, a good chunk of points for winning the advantage and then assuming you know later you use those fire tokens for an advantage uh we want some sort of balance there so that is still you know a, a good chunk of change for jeremy uh so that's you know putting fred at a seven jimmer only has the atom point so he's at a five then soaring has only four for the episode points uh is losing we we'll have two next week <laughs> So down, uh, I did kind of say last week, but I'll just you know specifically say now that we have merged, uh, episode points go up from one to two. So you know there should be a few more points per week, uh, if you have people on your team. Uh, then TB is at ten points because he got, uh, <laughs> he cashed out on fire tokens with Wendell giving them to Michelle and Nick kind of interesting that like he didn't for jeremy but it like makes tons of sense when you think about it and then there's me who got a big bonus from tyson hmm. coming back into the game and the denise immunity win oh so boring and four people to give you a <laughs> episode points yeah so you're at, a, you're at a clean uh 20 yeah. which is twice as many as the per the person before him yeah, and I'm set up best hmm. going forward. I'll be I'll be having what is that? Eight eight episode points next episode. Yeah, so I think there's a good time to announce that there will be uh no more episodes of the podcast, Tune Wins GG. And uh we'll see you next season. No nah, man, oh. it's just cancelled now. You see, Tune's gonna break our only one person has ever won one season of the show. Yeah, I'm sorry so. guys. I'm just too good. <laughs> we have, at, we have to cancel the entire too good show. At randomly choosing people at the beginning of the season. And I made a, a decent trade with Fred. Um so totals now. Uh Jimmer and Soaring continue to be locked in eternal conflict. Soaring's three points under Jimmer at seventy six. Uh, then you have Fred, just shy of 90. He's at 89. Uh, 
then bumped up a little bit. TB one one. Oh, that's funny. TB and I have the same numbers, just in different order. Uh, TB is at one fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, that's funny. And then I'm up at... <laughs> yeah, and then Toon has uh, 411 points. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, 141. The, the graph is very dramatic as the y-axis scales up. Uh, and it's funny looking back at the earlier episodes when it looked like I was so far above people, and now looking at it now, when it's dr- like dramatic that I have almost, you know, shy double the points that Soaring has. Listen, you. <laughs> Not nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I deserve to be happy, but at the same time, you know, oh, I don't yeah. want to, don't want to gloat or brag too much. Really reminds no, me. Of, that's just part of it. Reminds me of my UHC days where I like I'd be happy about winning all the time, but then I'd feel bad because everybody would be upset at me for winning all the time. So yeah, what's no, it? What's it like again. to just like cool. have the season? Tune wins uh, again. What's What's it like to just know that you're gonna win the season and that there's literally no chance that you lose? Yeah, uh, unless something wild happens, it's like over. What's it like to be able to um, relax during an episode? Yeah. <laughs> I will say I will say that I I am unsure if I should be like concerned for my health or not because every every time I watch Survivor, well, we should my body is like health. you know the, what the I need. You know what, you know what, very poor. You know what this the system needs right now? Tons of adrenaline. <laughs> my body <laughs> pumps me up in the entire episode. Like I'm shaking. I am like cold, but also very hot, and I you know have a hard time you know really thinking too hard uh and it's late so you know it's like i can't go out and like <laughs> two sprints or something to to wear it off but uh lots of adrenaline and also you know going back to uhc or ultra hardcore if you're listening uh the same thing happens <laughs> it's a little bit of a different environment because i'm less of fighting for my survival and more um <laughs> you know just watching a tv show but still like the show you know does things to me <laughs> I like Should watching this tv man. show in a you know while also having this fantasy gives me chemicals <laughs> <laughs> yes chemicals <laughs> so i don't know it's strange but it's fun it's fun to watch the episode you never know what could happen see as much as i <laughs> crap all over this season uh, this last episode was actually like very good, and um, again, as much as I crap all over this season, I feel like it'll be very fun to watch. So yeah, it's yeah. it's hard for <laughs> trying to, you know trying to come off as as least like conceited as possible. It's <laughs> it's hard for me to necessarily put myself in the position of the like being at the rock bottom of a season because that hasn't happened to me yet and in most of the times i'm usually you know in at least grasp of you know near the top or at least in second place so it's always kind of like a fighting chance for me uh the only season that i wasn't you know always in the top two was last season but last season was you know very different because of the content of of the tv show 
uh and it did definitely oh, kind yeah, of take absolutely. out my chutz paw of excitement of watching the episodes and recording it <laughs> and following the points and everything but it's hard to know if that's you know just because i was low on points or because the the you know show wasn't fun to watch but i you know i hope even if there's you know for you guys even if it's kind of defeating to not see a, a bright future in the podcast to at least enjoy the tv show because i i do think this is a tv show it's good survivor <laughs> like it, it's yeah, not it's very good. old school heroes versus villains tier i don't think but it's good survivor debatably <laughs> i do want to say we've been <laughs> i forgot to mention earlier i'm not at a place for it uh adam constantly wrong he's wrong all the time right <laughs> all the time but this episode you know voting confessional you know wendell it's you and me do you, do you know it's you right and i'm like oh setting it up it's the final you know adam is wrong but he's right adam this time <laughs> adam's right well he was he, he was wrong temporarily when he was um paranoid as hell that it was him but he was right but he he was, was right. right later yeah he, so maybe upturn for adam I did try. Nah. I did try to make a trade with Jimmer. Uh, we we've been talking about a, like a Denise Adam trade for a while, uh, but I didn't want to trade for Adam because I I felt like with Adam he's either going at the merge episode or he's like the final three goat. Uh, <laughs> Jimmer did not make the trade, <laughs> <laughs> so I think Adam is sticking around for a while now that he is here. Yeah, I can see that. What a shame. <laughs> so if no one else has anything they want to say or any you know predictions they want to throw out i oh, predict the, that the two things one of them we already kind of mentioned which is uh, um party had a little statement about how much dig sucks and um my yeah. opinion of digging has very much <laughs> changed because Toon was always the big digging hater. And I was like, yeah, it kind of sucks, but I don't know why you hate it so much. And now I'm like, wow. <laughs> After seeing it, like, very isolated in this <laughs> in this challenge where people did not have to dig, and then some people had to dig. And I was like, oh, wow. Digging sucks yeah. ass. Yeah, so fr Fred and I, <laughs> you know, in planning for the season, Fred and I, you know, watched through a whole bunch of Survivor, and every time there's a digging challenge, oh, my God, digging is terrible. <laughs> And, and I was like, what the he's heck, always man? laughed at me. He's always laughed at me. Digging. And then there's an interview today that came out with Parvati. <laughs> and I'll just read it off. It says, I remember that I remember that being one of the hardest immunity challenges I've ever done. Digging in the sand. It was so exhausting. Digging is the hardest thing to do in an immunity challenge. <laughs> and so because poverty hates it now, now turns like, oh man, digging bad. <laughs> so I yeah, I digging can, bad. I can right, be, I digging bad. I can be justified. Digging in, is bad. In, in Screw digging. <laughs> um, yes. And then the other thing was, Wendell had a big old Oh, yeah, interview. we didn't really talk about Wendell at all, huh? Yeah, and I feel like that was pretty huge, because there's a lot of info that, like, A, explains a lot, and also brings up a lot of questions. <laughs> um, the The main thing just being that uh, he and Michelle are, like, totally cool in yes. real life. They're, like, actually just, like, friends. So in the season where Michelle is, like, <laughs> talking all this trash and talking about how they were, like, definitely in a relationship and was all, like, 
what the heck? <laughs> this isn't what happened. Uh, um, it, it was, it, it's very confusing, but it also makes a lot of sense because before when we were like, oh yeah, I don't, we don't really know why Michelle and Wendell just like suddenly worked together after they had all of this um, conflict. But now it makes sense because if they were doing that to, you know, create fake distance between them in the eyes of everyone else, and then suddenly they, you know, get together and vote, it makes sense because that was, you know, their strategy. Yeah, I think it's... I think it would have been really nice if they gave us that extra layer watching the show. Because if, you know, we saw them, you know, being awkward or whatever, but then we got a confession, we're like, Hey, we're kind of playing it up, but we're actually kind of chill, right? And then yeah. it's it's fun because you're watching them trick everybody, but instead we're yeah. being tricked. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun at all because it would be really fun to see them like having this dumb argument that's like we know is totally fake. Yeah. Because when we're watching it, we're like, this doesn't make sense. Why is Wendell being such a uh, stupid man? Why is he being so mean? <laughs> and then. It would be funny if we were like, oh, right, because he's making a fake argument. Yeah. Um, so it's like, we know but... now, and we, I guess we can kind of laugh at it, but, you know, it's just the show. They have a storyline to kind of drive, you know, the, the last few episodes before the merge, and they're just taking advantage of the drama. Yeah. It also made me really sad, because Wendell did mention that he, you know, told Parvati a bunch of info and was like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of yours and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Parvati, you should have used him. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, it, it's very unceremonious to have this like huge Wendell and Michelle storyline build up and then Wendell kind of like goes home kind of quickly with not a lot of talking from him this episode and Michelle has nothing to say at all. It, very, mm-hmm. very strange to kind of like go from like this huge hyping up of Michelle to be like the biggest person out here and it's like gone again. So yeah. I feel kind of, I feel the fool as Tyson would put it right for being like, Oh man, like <laughs> Wendell's being built up for this epic storyline of, you know, having an explosive vote out episode. Right. I said that so many times and then here's Wendell just kind of like being voted out. <laughs> yeah. The, the storyline like, kind of like, played down his villain arc as well he was just kind of normal mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like we said in the last episode of the episode well, before yeah, he... it wouldn't make sense for wendell's villain thing to just kind of fade away but that's exactly what it did yeah you lose <laughs> so one side all, you all lose these all lines going into the merge are really confusing and all <laughs> over the place yeah the, and the merge episode is always tough because it's so pressed for time and generally it reflects the you know the actual gameplay where it's more chaotic i feel like next episode uh we'll get the chance to have things you know ironed out and kind of like plainly shown to us i guess and maybe that's high hopes but uh i think we'll get a better kind of view of what's what's going on in terms of like the the inner personal relationships yeah and storylines going forward Hopefully. All right. Is that and all I think we got? That's it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. If you want to check out the other episodes of the podcast, uh, see all the predictions we made that we got right, all the predictions we made that were wrong, 
uh, you can go we've to... No, we've got none of them right. They're all wrong. RNGshow.com. <laughs> that takes you to the Anchor page. Uh, you can find all the stuff there. Uh, of course, we are also on your favorite podcast application. If we're not, uh, tweet us at RNG underscore show on Twitter, and we will get that solved for you. If you want to see the spreadsheet that we talk about, you want to see the crazy graph that has me way above everybody else, that's rngshow.com slash 40. Uh, I put a little special image on the episode tab for this episode because I, I thought it'd be fun. Uh, maybe not a regular thing. I Mixed mixed reactions from the hosts over here. Maybe it won't come back in the future. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. Fred, it was che- surprising. Fred, like... check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, you might like it. Uh, thank Let's you. Check out what? Uh, go to the episode tab. Uh, thanks to Mango for ending the episode. Kind of a long one. Uh, in dubious setups, but we oh. made it work. Uh, <laughs> I did see that. And thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. We will talk to you next week. We certainly have interesting confessionals ahead if Adam has anything to say. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye again. Goodbye again. Goodbye again. All right. Uh, this is this is kind of like a sidestep. <laughs> uh, Mango, edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a whip, rip one, bud. <laughs> <laughs>